broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Welcome again, everyone, to another edition of Conversations with Carlton, a uh, podcast produced by the Texas Economic Development Council. And we are really excited today uh, to have as our guest um, the legendary Charlie Dromgoul. Charlie Dromgoul, a, uh, a veteran, uh, a distinguished veteran of the economic development and chamber of commerce world uh, in our state. Great to have you, Charlie. Welcome. And um, uh, let's just start, let's just jump right in. Um, you know, one of the things that we're, we're trying to do with these um, podcasts is to, is for people to get an idea about uh, the backgrounds of, uh, of, of our many uh, distinguished and accomplished professionals. So, Charlie, tell us about how you got into the the Chamber of Commerce world, and then, of course, later into uh, the economic development world uh, in our great state. Well, uh, it, it kind of all started when I was a freshman at Texas A and M in 1969. I took a one-hour course to uh, determine my career interest and the. The two path assessments that uh, it said I should pursue was social work and chamber commerce manager. Well, I grew up in Sour Lake, Texas, a little town 15 miles west of Beaumont. We didn't have a chamber of commerce, so I didn't know what that was. <laughs> and uh, after I graduated from A&M, I, I went to work for the Texas Department of Public Welfare. I was a uh, child protective service worker and at 23 years old, had custody of 34 kids and and um, I needed some resources for those kids. So one day I joined the Jasper Noon Lions Club that had a big rodeo in Jasper and made a lot of money and I needed some, some help. And, and I got to meet uh, Jess Kirk, who was their chamber, chamber manager at that time. And while I was in Lions Club, Jess left. And one day we were sitting at Lions Club and uh, uh, Johnny McLeod, the county school superintendent, looked across the table and said, Charlie, why don't you come be our chamber commerce manager? And I said, well, what does it do and how much does it pay? And uh, uh, I had been doing uh, child protective service work. I always said I didn't go to Vietnam, but I worked for the welfare department. And uh, um, so uh, uh, I began working for the Jasper Chamber of Commerce in, in April of uh, uh, 1974 and um, um, and started there and was there a couple of years and and then uh, got a call from Washington County Chamber of Commerce in Brenham so I moved to Brenham and after uh, I had been there for a little while uh, thought you know this might be a pretty good way to make a living and I asked people I said what what, what would you do if you wanted to make a living doing this and they said well go to work for somebody in a larger chamber and so Art Spencer uh, came into my U.S. Chamber Institute class in uh, in Dallas and and asked me tell, told me he was recruiting a economic development director and wanted to know if I would be interested and I said sure so uh, went there and worked for Art for three years and and um, kind of got some legs under me so um, and then uh, I, I went, that's when I went to Sherman and uh, 
and you I, and I were in Sherman, Texas at the same time. I was the chamber president for Carlton Schwab. And, uh, <laughs> and that's on my resume, you know, that I was the Carlton Schwab uh, chamber, uh, chamber president before he ever knew what one was. So Yeah, uh, you and I were at the same, uh, as they say, uh, you know, you and I were at the same place at different times together. Well, you and I were at the same place at the same time together. That's um, right. And we yeah. saw probably the best football game either one of us has ever seen, too, when Austin College won the national championship with a uh, guy kicking a 57-yard field goal that hit the goal post and fell over to tie and, the game. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that, 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 that is so interesting that we, we found that. It was a great time to be in Sherman. and, and uh, tell. Tell us about your time in Sherman. Uh, well, I was, I was there uh, nine years, and so uh -huh. it was kind of really my cutting my teeth in economic development, really more so there than uh, uh, anywhere else I'd been. Um, uh, it, um, it, it, I guess, when I came there, Folger Coffee had just built, and and Libby Owens Ford, and of course they had Johnson and Johnson and. Texas Instruments and uh, uh, Fisher Controls, just Kaiser Aluminum, just a really a, a hotbed. I think a third of the workforce in, in Sherman was engaged in manufacturing. Isn't that amazing? I, I mean, mean, it was just a it was just yeah. a phenomenal place and and a really great place to learn business retention and expansion and how you work with the how you work with your existing industry and, and uh, but also uh, recruitment because Sherman took it very seriously. You know, it, was, it was their bread and butter probably had at that time, probably one of the nicest industrial parks in the country. Yes. Uh, and um, so uh, that, that was, a, what, that was, a, years, was a great time. What years again, were you in Sherman? 79 to 88. 79 to 88. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, it was a, it was a, a really a, a, a great time to be there and 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 to see uh, uh, watch a watch a community really uh, grow and, and and take off. And then from there, I went to uh, 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 I met Mike Mullis, I guess, uh, uh, during one of his visits to uh, Sherman, and he recommended me to Jackson, Tennessee. And so I left Texas and went to Jackson, Tennessee, and and uh, really a, that it it was a very uh, dynamic um, um, it was a very dynamic industrial community as well, and had a lot yes. of lot of uh, great industries there, and and uh, but uh, we missed Texas, and uh, the I had I had interviewed for Abilene the year before I went to Jackson, and. And the guy they hired didn't work out, so they called and said, "We'd like you to come to Abilene." And I said, "Well, I've got a good job. I like where I am." And uh, then they, uh, the the search committee chairman was the publisher of the newspaper, and my brother was editor of the newspaper. And so I got to thinking that sure would be good to to get to be with my brother as an adult and uh, two Sour Lake boys in Abilene. That's a that. That was kind of appealing, and so uh, we pulled up stakes and came to Abilene and uh, ran the Chamber and Economic Development uh, uh, 
well, I, I, Gary Vest was our economic development person at the time, but uh, the chamber was very involved in it and still is to this day. So uh, um, that was that was a great time. Uh, that was a tough time to be in Abilene. I came at the, the bottom of the oil bust. And uh, uh, I think the biggest economic uh, uh, impact we had had was a was a um, hailstorm that damaged all the roofs in town and all the windows <laughs> and cars and <laughs> it was a it was a it was a tough time but you know we and and we had the opportunity to uh, I mean it, it was it was we didn't have we didn't have a lot of money to work with because a lot of our banks had closed too I'd been here three or four months, I guess, when the largest bank in town uh, closed its doors. And that also took away my largest contributor to the Industrial Foundation and my largest contributor to the Chamber. And it was just kind of like a dark day. And you thought, man, I don't know. I don't know if I made the right move here. And, uh, and so Gary was president of TEDC at that time. Right, and we got to talking about you know if we don't do something, they're talking. If we don't get this half cent sales tax legislation passed. Well, uh, one of us probably won't be here next year. <laughs> so, uh, so we worked uh, extensively on the going down to talk to Bill Ratliff about this. Bill was the champion of that because in Mount Pleasant they were having to compete with these states around them that that had that type of uh, funding. And, and it was tough in that, in that Northeast part of Texas to compete with Arkansas because they didn't have, uh, Arkansas would do a lot to, to make it attractive for you. At that right. Time. And uh, so uh, we worked really hard on that. And um, the last day that that bill could be read uh, I mean that we had to, we it had to be read for its second reading. And the last day it could be read was on page eleven of the fourteen-page agenda. And we called our lobby, lobbyist, Buddy Jones. We had hired Buddy when he it was his first year as a lobbyist to help us uh, make sure we didn't lose our Abilene State School, and plus to help us become more politically active in in uh, state government. And we call Buddy and he says, hold on a minute, I'll call you back. And 30 minutes later, he called back and he says, you're now on page two. And we said, well, do we need to come down there? And he says, no, he says, you're not gonna talk to anybody today. I'll call you when this is going on. 9.30 that night, he calls me at home on his brick cell phone. <laughs> and and, and he, he, they weren't banned from the audience at that time. And he said, listen, here's your bill being passed. And so I heard the half cent sales tax legislation passed over the, over Buddy's brick phone. So, uh, so since that, since that occurred, um, I mean, we were very in tune to what was happening with that. And so as soon as the bill was passed, I mean, we were there for the signing and just tickled that this, you know, this was going to be our savior. But you only had one week to call the election. Well, since we were so intimately familiar with it, we knew that. At that time, you had to have four, you, you had to call an election 45 days prior to the election, and there were only four days in the year when you could do that. And so, uh, we um, we uh, 
decided to have our sales tax election in August, of which was not a real popular time to have uh, tax elections, but uh, uh, we, we ha hired a lady named Sherry Statler to really promote it and to help build the case for it. And then we uh, also put in a half cent property tax reduction in the election. And so we won pretty handily and we're the first city in Texas to pass the half cent sales tax. Um, and we had, a, we had a system set up of how we would operate if we, if we uh, it, but we were all broke and didn't have any money. So this was really great. And it was, it was really uh, heartwarming for me because we had made a bid for a, a prison in Abilene and, and really had no idea how we were gonna pay for the incentives that we promised. And the half cent sales tax helped us, uh, helped us uh, alleviate that problem as well. And, and so we were successful on our first, uh, first uh, big job producer, which was 800 jobs for a maximum security prison. So, you know, uh, go ahead. Uh, um, you know, Charlie, that looking back, um, did you did you know did you did you know at the time that this was such a huge uh, event? Not only the passage of the ED sales tax law, but you know you all being the first, and 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 you were you were involved in economic development there with uh, a couple of other guys that that um, you know uh, were were really successful in our world, uh, Gary Vest mm -hmm. and and Bill Erie, and yeah. um, it was a it was a pretty cool time to be in Abilene, wasn't it? It, it was. It really was. And you saw a lot of a lot of great things happen for that, and they're still reaping those benefits today. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, you uh, one piece of advice I would give people is that don't ever burn bridges because you never know when you might have to cross them again because. Uh, <laughs> I'm back in Abilene right now being the, the interim executive director of the development corporation of Abilene, which, which was formed out of the, being the first sales tax city. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to come back and see what that has done across the years, because it's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, uh, when they were talking to me about coming back to do this for them uh, on an interim basis, I'll be here four to six months while they complete their search. And, uh, and if there's anybody interested that's listening to this and you're interested in this job, please give me a call or yeah, <laughs> use that to, to advertise a little bit for us. But, uh, but, you know, it's amazing to me to see what all they have done across the years. Um, uh, this, I mean, I think we're we're managing over a million three hundred thousand square feet of industrial property now that we either built spec or owned or, or acquired in certain methods, and and uh, it's a it's a it's a pretty uh, extensive operation, and and you that's you know now and I guess this would be the the thirtieth year since that happened because that was right. in 1989 so uh, uh, we're in the 30th anniversary of of the development corporation and uh, so it's 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 good to see that something like that has continued to build and and grow and 
and continue to provide uh, uh, job opportunities for, for West Texas. How long were you in, uh, in Abilene? And uh, tell, us, tell us about life after Abilene. Well, I was, I was here 14 years and wow. you know, after, after uh, being there 14 years, you start noticing that you're having the, the 12th annual this and the 11th annual that and the 13th annual that. And I just thought I need a new challenge. And, and one of my chairmen in Abilene, uh, Woody Gilliland, uh, uh, he, we were talking one day and he said, you know, he said, you seem a little bored. And I said, well, I, you know, I just think it's, I think I've kind of given you all I've got. And I think it's probably time to have some other eyes look at everything. And he said, well, he said, a friend of mine told me about, called me about if I knew anybody might be interested in Round Rock. He said, you ought to take a look at that. So we started talking and talked for several months and finally came to a deal. And so in May of 02, I moved to, uh, May of 02, after 14 years here, I moved to, Ab I mean, to Round Rock. And, um, uh, you know, when I drove in the first night, um, I drove in and traffic was, a lot, lot heavier than what we had in Abilene. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost missed my turn and I had to pull in front of a guy to do it. And so I got flipped off with both hands and I thought, well, maybe that's, you know, I'm welcome. Welcome to Round Rock. Uh, welcome to Round it, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great experience. I mean, I, I was there during a time that, the growth was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget when I was there for just a short time. I've been there just several months and building permit uh, uh, report came across my desk and I looked at it and I thought, wow, man, it's only May and they've, they've already built, built 146 houses this year. Because in Abilene, great year a good year was 100 houses and i thought wow that's pretty good and then i did a double take and looked and said oh no that's this month uh they built 146 houses in may in in may of 02 and in, in round rock and, and if uh, uh, then i realized i'm in a totally different market and uh, and it was a great time of growth in abilene we had and, and that was about the time that um, not long after I came there was when um, Gary Farmer um, announced that they were going to be raising, uh, oh, I, I can't remember the number now, six or seven million dollars for Opportunity Austin. And, right. And we all sat down and said, if we're going to be the second largest city in the market, we better start acting like it. And so we got together with tip strategies who helped put together a direction for us as to, you know, where we needed to go and where we needed to be. And, and the chamber, um, um, was charged with raising some money. So we raised, um, we were, we were charged with raising, um, 1.5 million over, over, uh, five years of which we raised about 1.6 and, and then the, uh, uh, the city was, going to match that with 450,000 or 480,000 a year. So that gave us a pretty healthy uh, economic development budget. And so, um, 
I was able to hire a really good staff with Scott Martinez and and he built a really good program for us to 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 follow and and, uh, and is, that, is that around the time you hired a woman named Amy Swank? Yes, that is exactly right. We uh, <laughs> we hired Amy Swank from First Texas Bank in uh, in in Round Rock, and uh, Don Sloan didn't speak to me for several days and. <coughs> He, he gave me the same treatment I gave you when you yes. had Amy Swank from us. I didn't talk to you for several well, days. You, know? you got Amy Swank into the economic development world, and the rest is history, right? That's right. Yes, and we, we will take full credit for that. No, she was great. Yeah. I mean, she and, and, and Scott just built a, a heck of a program. I mean, they really did. Y'all did. Uh, Y'all had a great run. You know, uh, I always thought that, you were absolutely perfect for Round Rock, um, and, and certainly you're perfect for Abilene uh, in maybe even in a different way. But um, you know, Round Rock, even with all its growth, is is I think still a very friendly place. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, and those guys when I when I started checking out Round Rock. Uh, I called John Turner, who had been, he had been the TXU guy in uh, Sherman. He'd been the number two TXU guy in Sherman when I was there. Right. And he was the TXU guy and, and uh, had been in Round Rock. And so I called him and he said, well, let me give you this advice, Charlie. He says, you better go, uh, go in and make sure you like those guys. Cause he said, those are guys you're going to, uh, work with you that's who you're gonna recreate with it's gonna they're they're gonna be the folks that you deal with on a on an ongoing basis and you need to make sure you get along with them and they get along with you because it's it's a team effort and it was i mean round rock was one of those communities that was just so fascinating to me that these guys all moved out there in the 70s and uh, they started they said we we need to get we need we like our goal is to build a community that our kids will be able to come back and make a living here and uh they they formed their economic and the old industrial team that they had and they met every wednesday morning at 6 30 uh to to go over where they were and what they needed and if there was a prospect coming in how they were going to handle it and everybody had their role they didn't have Initially, when they started, they didn't have any staff. They eventually hired Phil Brewer, but uh, when they first started, they didn't have any staff. So it was all an all volunteer program, and and they did a they did a lot. Jim Bowles, uh, who is still involved in that, was was one of the instigators of that. And he was their initial TXU guy. And when he was going to get transferred, he said, "No, I want to live here." So. Jim's still in the real estate business there and has been for years and years. And, uh, but he was the real uh, impetus behind that. And those guys just, I mean, I told them when I came there, I said, well, I think you far exceeded your goal because <laughs> it was a pretty phenomenal community that they built with uh, all that's getting, that's gone on in Round Rock. Uh, right. Right. Well, um, so you, 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 you you thought you had retired from Round Rock, um, but well, 
I, well, in Round Rock, I went. I, 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 I mean, it was, it was like, uh, it was a track meet like I had never experienced. I mean, you know, a little slower pace in Abilene, but I mean, they work hard. But I mean, it was just fast paced in Round Rock, and after about seven years, I was, I was tired. And a friend of mine called me and said, "Hey." How would you like to run a 13 county regional economic development organization in East Texas? And I thought, man, that sounds like fun. And so uh, I uh, started what year talking was that, to Charlie? That would have been uh, 88, 89. No, no, no. 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 I mean, 08. 08. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 08. And uh, at the end of 08. And so I've made the move there timing uh, timing is everything sometimes in these things and i guess is when i when i um, accepted the job and one month later is when the market crashed so uh, uh, it was just great timing to go to east texas and uh, but i got a lot of experience doing a, a regional organization and and developed a real heart for helping rural communities because boy they have it tough I mean, you know, we think in some of our other communities we we have it hard, but man, rural rural communities just really struggle and really work. They work hard at it, but they still, I mean, they just they need help. And so uh, it was it was a fun deal, but the financing of that just was not going to work because of the the downturn in the economy and our larger contributors were having to lay off people and shut, close down plants. And they just said, we just can't, we can't continue to fund it the way. So I went on a half-time basis and uh, to, to help lead them through where they really could, could function. I couldn't afford to stay there for, for what that would be. And, and then I started doing consulting work and interim work and just a little bit of everything. And, one of the jobs that I came came across was um, uh, one of the jobs I got called in to consult on was at the Lake Houston Chamber in Humble Kingwood uh, area, and then they got to talking to me about, well, why don't you just come work for us? What we really want to do is build an economic development program. And I said, well, that sounds like fun. I said, if you're looking for a membership person, that's not me, but uh, if you want to build an economic development program, I'm game. So, so I um, uh, went to work for Humble, uh, well, it used to be Humble Area Chamber of Commerce now in Lake Houston because it really encompassed a much broader area of uh, uh, Atascacita, Humble, Kingwood, Summer Creek, and that entire uh, northeast uh, Houston uh, Harris County market and uh, so I uh, came down and we started from scratch building her trying to build an economic development program and called on people like Carlton Schwab to come down and tell them here's what it is and here's what it does and here's how you got to do things and so we raised a little money not not enough to do exactly what we wanted to do but we got started and and uh, uh, built a pretty good little program but uh, uh, and after and, and I told them when I came there I would be there three to five years and so when we were approaching year four um, we had a number two person at the chamber that was a, a great lady and and one that 
people were trying to hire and so uh, they said i told them i said if you don't do something you we're going to lose jenna and they said well um i said why don't i why don't i slow down and go to three days a week and let her become chamber president and then i'll do economic development and, and uh, so we did that for a couple of years and then i then i officially retired at least i thought i did so um, um as a matter of fact i stayed on as ceo of the chamber and ha handled a lot of the administrative duties and did economic development along with a a full-time uh, staff person that I had hired for economic development. And then, um, um, then decided it was time to, to, to go home. And, uh, we, we had decided when we, uh, came, when, when we came there that I wanted to retire in college station. And I know that's not probably where Carlton will retire, but, uh, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, but, so we we bought a house we'd bought a house there and it was our lake house we'd go there on the weekends and and uh so in 2015 uh, uh, uh or 2017 when i stepped down well we were there full time and and uh, uh so it's it's been a been a fun ride i and then after i sat around for several months i, I continue to work for uh, uh rural county in east texas sabine county i've been working for them even even while i was still at the lake houston economic development i was going up and helping them uh out and uh, still still work for them uh, it's a great little town uh, community uh, and they're they're trying to make something happen there and hopefully we'll succeed one of these days so uh, um and then uh, then I got a call from a friend of mine that was on my board in Round Rock, said they needed a interim in Georgetown. So uh, I went to Georgetown, was interim chamber president there for three or four months while they did their search. And let's see. And then Weatherford called uh, Parker County and asked me to, uh, they'd lost their, their economic development guy. So I did that for them for a couple of months. And, and, uh, still helping them out a little bit in Abilene. And so I'm kind of gone full circle here. So, Well, Charlie, um, you, you have had uh, a, a remarkable run and, and, um, and by the way, I don't think you're going to retire. So <laughs> go ahead. And, uh, I, I know, uh, I know you like to be in, um, in college station particularly during football season but sure. you know the 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 other uh, eight months of the year you need to be out working in economic development so well uh, i i think I, i'll I, I mean i you know when i left when i retired i thought well you know i want to go do something else and when you get to looking around and you and you really miss the you miss the people you miss the camaraderie you miss the the action and it was just kind of like well i need to just i need to do what i know and so it's uh it's been a lot of fun and you know and and i well I, as i tell the folks when i'm looking at interim i said i, I really don't want to i'm not looking at a full-time interim i need to do a part-time interim 
unless you allow me to wear shorts to work on Friday because I wear shorts on Friday. Hey, I dare you to wear shorts to uh, work in Abilene today. <laughs> oh, no, it, not today. <laughs> today is uh, it's pretty it's, brisk it, out there. It was 22 degrees, and we, were, we, uh, we had to do an inspection of an industrial building today. Um, and um, uh, uh, it might have been 22 degrees outside, but I think it was colder in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I think what you're what you're saying is is what I tell people. Um, you know, once you're in this business, it it just like gets in your blood. Yes. And and you can't and you can't get rid of it. And uh, I can't drive into any town uh, without thinking about economic development. Yeah. And, and I know, I know you're the same way. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's wonderful, uh, but uh, you know, uh, it's it's also annoying sometimes. You know, it's like I want to tell myself, look, just think about being here, and not think about why they don't have an industrial park or whatever. <laughs> I know it. I I did so. I've I've also done some work for since retiring. I did some work for Texas A and M. Um, I. Uh, uh, they had a, they got a grant uh, from the Hurricane Harvey uh, through Texas Engineering Extension Service to uh, assess the damage of uh, to manufacturing firms, and so I I got I got to drive all over the uh, I think I was in 17 different counties going and talking to manufacturing firms about the economic, you know, what happened during Harvey to their business and how did they react and how did they, you know, how did they uh, recover from that? And it was really interesting. I heard, I saw some, some devastating things that happened to a lot of the manufacturers and, but heard some stories that just, I mean, made you just want to cry about how, how people took care of their employees and their families, and boy, it was uh, it was a very it was a very interesting experience. So, uh, but that it was almost like I was doing business retention expansion calls, you know, yeah. uh, and yeah. it was it was just really a it was really a fun thing when I first started. They gave me a they gave me a database of 10,000 names and said, go talk to them. And so I just, so I got to go in and, and the thing that was so interesting is that my first call to every community I would go into was the economic development group. And I, you know, and they would help direct me to people they knew that had had impact. And so it was, it was, um, um, uh, it was just real, really interesting because you got to go back and see a lot of the folks you worked with across the years, but also, uh, 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 you know, I, I knew when I was doing that, that those were going to be my first calls because those are the folks that know what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Charlie, um, given this great perspective and, and, um, that you have and, and your, your relentless desire to 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 keep doing good and keep doing well on behalf of the communities you work for. Where where what do you um what are your thoughts on 
um, economic development today, um, if you had to look into the future, um, what is what does it look like uh, down the road? Um, and and if you have some thoughts to share about uh, the TDC as well, you've been a leader of our organization uh, on a number of different occasions, whether that be in a formal role as a board member or an informal role as a uh, as just as a participant. Um, well, you know, where, when I, where are we going in economic development in uh, in our well, state? Well, I'll, t I'll say this: it has the the sophistication of economic development now is is far beyond anything I ever dreamed about when I first started in this business. It's a uh, it is really mind-boggling to me. And when when I started out building the economic development program in in Lake Houston. I came to a TEDC conference, and that at that conference, it was uh, information about uh, uh, you know building your website and, and your GIS platform and and things that I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, what is this? And so I just said, you know, I I'm 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 out of touch, and so I pulled two young guys that were at TEDC off to the side, and I said, I'm buying your lunch today. I I need you to tell me what is all this you know and uh, so but that's that's what the 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 sophistication that we now have and the things that we can produce and the, the information that we can gather in such a short period of time is just is just mind-boggling to me i mean used to when you know somebody would send you an rfi and you had two weeks to complete it uh, and or maybe longer and now you have three to four days and you're sending it back to them and you know when the state says it's a four o'clock deadline they don't mean five because they've already sent it to the consultant by five o'clock and uh, and so you know you you're having you're having to react faster you're having to have you have more of your information together because I mean, you're you're being eliminated. You're you're being eliminated online by site selectors if you do not have that on your website. And it's just the the sophistication now is just unbelievable. I know we we had a uh, RFI that we submitted in uh, Lake Houston where the guy said he wanted it in paper. He wanted it on paper. He didn't want us to send it electronically. And after we spent Oh, two or three days just trying to get the package put together and get it bound and all that. And I told my I told my economic development assistant, I said, next time somebody calls up and wants paper, I don't think we want them in our town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's the response time now is just so much greater and faster. And people are, I mean, it and 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 I don't see that. I don't see that changing, you know. Well, and then, uh, of course, with the, the internet and with what one can uh, oh. learn, oh, um, yeah. you don't they, even, you, you may be um, evaluated and eliminated without ever even knowing no, it. Knowing that you were ever considered, you know. <laughs> and, and so uh, you have to really be on top of your game now. You can't, I mean, and that's, you know, a lot of folks will say, well, we've grown a lot. We, we really don't need any more economic development. Well, I, 
you know, you, you're, you're always going to need economic development because it's going to continually be changing. And you never know what, I mean, with the national and global, uh, the global economy that we're in, I mean, you, you never know what, you know, where, where things are going to go. I mean, and so you've got to continually uh, be readjusting what you're, uh, what you're doing, how you're, how, and then things get old and you have to do redevelopment. So there's just a constant need for economic development activities that might not be in the traditional recruiting uh, of, of companies. As a matter of fact, it's becoming more now the recruiting of people. Yes. Uh, and, and the workforce uh, aspect, because I haven't been to any place in the state of Texas in the last two years that the biggest problem they have is not finding, not being able to find the qualified people they need to run their operations. That I mean, is, every, every economic development project now is, is essentially a workforce project. Yes. We it? had, we had one the other day that, that came through and they, and we were trying to get together sites and they said, don't worry about sites right now. What we want you to, what we want to spend our first visit on, is we want to know if you can train the people, if you can help us attract the people, and if you pass that test, we'll find the site. I mean, that's I mean, and that's true because I mean, it's yeah. it's everywhere you turn. It's not, and and I don't see that getting anything but harder and more competitive. And so, uh, I know um, communities are having to rethink their their programs because they've got to be able to uh, attract and retain and, and provide qualified people to, to do the, the more sophisticated processes that we have now. What, um, Charlie, what advice would you give uh, someone who's thinking about a career in economic development? Well, um, you, well, one piece of advice I'd give you, you, you'll never, you'll, you'll never get, uh, uh, most, most of them will not ever get just uh, super wealthy, but you'll have the most satisfying career uh, that you could possibly imagine. I mean, it's a, and if you like, uh, if you like, um, uh, uh, non-traditional type of work, uh, I mean, I, I can't remember a time that I would have a schedule. Okay, this is going to be my schedule for the week, and then one phone call blows it up, and and it and you you know you have to stop and take care of of those things that are the most important to your community, and it that's really gratifying to be able to and and it and it's really fun now when I come back and I look at some things and I think well yeah we we. I remember when we built that and I remember when we did this and, and, you know, and it's, it, 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 there's just a real gratification that, you know, you've helped provide jobs for people that uh, otherwise might not have had them. And uh, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's a very rewarding thing to know that you have, you had a part in helping build a community and, and make it a better place to live, work and raise a family. So, uh, yeah, you you certainly um, your your feelings about economic development are, are uh, you know one of the one of the many uh, uh, things that 
that that I like about you, but um, uh, it, it is the fact that I think your viewpoint about economic development is a lot like mine, and that is you like the do-gooder side of our of our oh, business. Yeah. Yeah, and, oh yeah, yeah. You're you're motivated by that, and I I I really appreciate that about you, and it and it comes through you know, in your work and it's come through in your career. Well, I, it's, it, I can't think of anything that I would have rather done. And if I had it to do all over again, I look back, well, it was really funny when I moved, uh, when I was leaving and before I left Jasper, I was offered a state farm insurance agency and they wanted me to either go to Round Rock or they wanted me to go to Tascacita, of which later on I was, Oh my goodness. In, in economic development in both of those places. Well, it was real interesting when I moved to Round Rock. Well, the guy that took that state farm agency was my agent. And oh I, I'd been there a couple of years and he told me one day, he said, well, I'm retiring. And I was thinking, gee, that could have been me. <laughs> but you know what? I, uh, you know, I look, I look back and think, but you know, I have had a, I've had a phenomenal career. I've met, a, I mean, you meet so many wonderful people and you get to have experiences that the normal person doesn't have. Uh, and I think probably one of my favorite experiences is that, uh, and people will come to my house and they'll see a picture on our, in our living room of my wife and I with uh, Margaret Thatcher. We had her speak to our chamber banquet in Abilene. And I got to drive Margaret Thatcher back to the airport. And we were making the turn at the, going to the airport and it was at night and she looked back over the, over the city and she said, it's rather flat here, isn't it, Charles? And I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes, ma'am, it's pretty flawed. <laughs> uh, you said, well, you haven't seen uh, um, uh, Lubbock, have you, Madam Prime Minister? <laughs> uh, and, then, and then Bill Bennett, when he came, we had him speak at our chamber banquet in Abilene, and, and uh, uh, he, was, he was telling the story about how he, uh, he, he came to understand how big Texas was. He came from uh, Boston to the University of Texas to go to graduate school. And he, um, um, and he, he and two of his buddies were there early. And so one night they got to looking at a map or one afternoon and they said, hey, let's drive to El Paso for dinner and eat some chicken fried steak. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he said, we jumped in the car and we took off and we drove and drove and drove. And he said, we pulled into Junction, Texas, into the Dairy Queen or Tasty Freeze or wherever it is there. And they said, uh, they went in, said, used the bathroom, said, uh, how far is it to El Paso? And they said, 400 miles. <laughs> and said, y'all have any place here that serves chicken fried steak? <laughs> So, I mean, it, you know, you get to see, you know, had a lot of just phenomenal experiences that, uh, that I'll always treasure and, and, and the people you meet uh, all along the journey will do anything to help you succeed. And so call on them. And that's why TEDC is so important.
to particularly people starting out because that's where you're going to build your network and those are going to be the people that you're going to call for help anytime on you know economic developers and chamber folks will help you with anything except they won't give you their industrial prospects that's it <laughs> but other than that people will help you and 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 guide you and and that's where you build your network and 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 the educational opportunities that you get at tedc are always cutting edge and keeping you up uh keeping you posted on on what's coming and what's you know how things are changing because they are constantly changing and that is not and that's not going to change so um well charlie um thank you for uh, uh your your time today oh. uh, always great to to talk to you um you know i was thinking we did we didn't get to cover your book but maybe we could uh, talk about your book and talk about uh the great stories uh well, that you, you, got, have. You, got, you got some of them today <laughs> I, I got the, I, I think you know those of you those of us who know you know you're a great storyteller and uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll reserve some time in the future okay. if you're willing to talk uh, talk about some of the great stories okay uh, of your career in, in the chamber and economic development world i'll be glad to that that was great and uh, uh i look forward to seeing you at uh, tedc a week after next so charlie uh thank you again uh i hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you soon okay thank you